Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 285, recorded live on Sunday, December 9th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who once again ran away from defeat, Dave Play. Wait, what? And the man who then <laughs> therefore ergo should win, Andy Lowe. Hi. What? Huh? Wait, I'm I'm sorry. I believe no. Wait, what? I won. No, you didn't. It was accepted. I won. You did not win. I, I won. I so won. You did not win. Okay, so we're talking about a Civ Five game. The same Civ Five game. From <laughs> the last same Civ Five game we talked about last week. Uh, the group decided that because Andy and I were so far ahead, we would call it because it was clear. I was going to win. You were. I was. Brendan went and attacked me, which I knew was coming because we had talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, how, Andy. How how many trees did you still have to do? I was almost done with three. Okay, so you had two full trees. Yes, but I was getting a tree every. Well, I was getting a. Um, policy every eight turns yeah i I was getting one every 10 turns and i was getting basically a new tech every three turns and when those research agreements go off i usually get two techs per turn yeah i can't remember why the heck i agreed to a research i don't know why you agreed to a research agreement but andy i had every resource i have discovered uranium in that game i have discovered oil i'm still saying no i won (laughs) nope do we really need to go back into this and, and try and get everyone to sit there? Or, you know, I suppose we could just get the AIs to play. We just <laughs> need to true. get Richard to host the file, and we can see who would win. Because I won. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it doesn't matter if it's AI or other human players. Because they are so far behind. Uh, no offense to these guys, but they were so far behind. <laughs> I won. Don't you dare say I ran away from that. This is why I'm proposing, at some point in the future, you v. me with two computer opponents, everybody on Prince difficulty, and we finally settle this. Bring back the head-to-head and see what happens. Yay? Nay? I mean, I'm up for it. I don't think it should be just one. Because that game is entirely dependent on your starting position sometimes. Well, all the rest of them we did best out of three. Potentially, I could see doing this. This would be a slow play. (laughs) If only they brought back game by email. Could do that. It would just take us, what, like a year to finish a game. You know, it'd just be like two of us sitting here at the computers with Civ open, and we're just emailing back and forth. That happened during our game by email at one point. Like it was, all right, it's your turn. Okay. Jeez. So, yeah, I won that one, Andy. You're not going to hear it from me. That's fine. I don't need to hear it from you because I know I won. Just keep telling yourself that, Dave. Mm-hmm. So, in other news, how's FTL? <laughs> the game's hard. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, Andy Andy bought FTL because it was the uh, cheap weekend for FTL. It was 40% off. Mm-hmm. And about two hours after he starts playing it, I get a message saying, I suck at this game. 
Yep, I have not gotten past the third sector. I heck, I haven't even. I've gotten to the third sector once. I haven't even gotten past the third sector. What the hell are you doing that you are dying so much? I don't know. I, p- pirates are coming. I attack them, and then every once in a while, I get a pirate that you know, like transports people onto my ship. Uh huh. And I'm screwed. Are you are you micromanaging? I have three. I have three people, maybe four sometimes. Are you micromanaging? How? I don't have time. Pause. Wait, you can set up moves while you pause? Yes. Yes, that's the whole point of pause. Oh my god. You can do anything. You can pick the weapons. You can adjust your ship's power. You can open and close doors. Dude. (laughs) And he's like, well, that changes the game. (laughs) Yes, you can issue orders while the game is paused. Oh my god, that will make everything so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, I, I take what I said back. You are bad at that game. <laughs> I was going to be like, no, 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 you're not bad at it. it. It is a hard game, and it takes a couple playthroughs to really start to get the feel for it. No, you, you really did screw up. <laughs> That's like playing the Sniper Elite game without using any sort of sniper rifle. Right. Yes, yes, you <laughs> are bad at this oh. game. <laughs> Yes, Andy. You can, you pause the game. Pausing the game helps. Okay. Because then what you do for those combats is you just rotate people out. What I did last time, though, was uh, a bunch of guys came on the ship, so I ran everybody into the medical bay. Mm-hmm. And then I opened all the rest of the doors on the ship, including the outside doors. Yep. It's it's actually generally a good tactic to, to just suffocate the intruders. The problem comes when the intruders make their way to your oxygen room. True. Because if they blow that up before you kill them, then half your ship has no air. What's even worse is they, they go they blow up the oxygen room and then they blow up your doors. Yep. I've had that happen a lot. We're like, crap, I've got doors open and I can't close them. Uh-huh. Son of a bitch. Doors open and you're bleeding oxygen that you can't replenish. I usually drop a point into the oxygen room pretty early on just for that. Not to use it with energy, but just to have a buffer. What do you mean? Well, it takes them twice as long to kill it. Ah. I see. So I don't actually uh, energize that second point, but it still takes them the time to go through it before they can kill the oxygen room. Also a good rule of thumb, you should get two new levels of shield, so uh, a new shield, every sector for the first four sectors. That's what I noticed. I'm building up the shields right away. Yeah. Because a lot of the bad guys just have energy weapons. Well, they either have a laser and the beam weapon, or they have one energy weapon and a missile. And if you've got the missile, your shields aren't going to do anything anyway, but you can stop the, the laser beams. Yeah. It's a good game, though. It's a Not hard game. Not nearly as hard. Oh, my God. Super Hexagon? Never heard of it. This is the guy who did V, 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 whatever it is. Okay. You know, the, the concept of really simple game that is frustratingly, incredibly, com- like, impossible. All right. Super Hexagon, you are a triangle. On the outside of a hexagon, and the, the board is divided up along the corners of the hexagon, so there's six sections, and walls are falling towards the hexagon. And so you have to spin around and dodge the walls. This does not sound complex, this is not hard, except that the whole board is spinning and pulsating, and 
weird things start happening, like the board shifts perspective. So now you're not looking at it straight on, but you're looking at it on an angle, and then it shifts back, and then it's not a hexagon anymore. Now it's a pentagon, so the walls kind of collapse in on themselves. I'm watching the video on their website. Yep. And I'm feeling trippy. Yep. This is a game where I was proud to last 13 seconds. It's just weird. It's on Steam. Go get it. Go. No. I, I feel like I would get an epileptic shock. They did a very clever... I don't know why I'm doing a review right now. It's not my week and it's not review time, but they did a really clever thing with the music, too, that I wish more puzzle games would do. The music starts at a random spot in the song. Hmm. I mean, it's it's not random. It's a random from a predetermined point list in the song, but it's chiptune music, so it just kind of works. Well, yes, I could see that working for this game, but I'm looking at it, watching the video, and I feel like I will go into an epileptic. You're not going to go into an epileptic, epileptic seizure. But that's what it feels like when I'm looking at it. Yeah, try playing it. Oh, God, hell no. Your brain does some really crazy shit with that game. I feel like I would just start seeing things pulsating around me when I just stop playing. I mean, it's Tetris for a modern age. Does, do we really need a Tetris for the modern age? Isn't yeah. Tetris just good enough? <laughs> Isn't Tetris still kind of modern? <laughs> well, how old is Tetris now? Uh, 1982? 30 years? I think, or maybe it was 85, somewhere around there. 86. It was like 20, it's somewhere between 25 and 30 years old. 86. No, sorry, 84 in Russia. Alexei Pezhitnov. Alexei, I think. Pezhitnov. Who lives in the U.S. right now? Yes, I know he wanted to get out of Russia mm-hmm. for the longest time. So, should we talk about topics? Sure. Other than games we have been playing? I suppose. What topics did you have in mind? VGA Awards. Spike just had theirs. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Neither did I. Evidently, there was um, a, a kind of viral campaign for Metal Gear Solid Five, so expect to hear news about that sometime soon. With Moby Dick Studios. <laughs> um, I don't know what else came out of VGA. Spike TV making a fortune? Dark Souls 2 was revealed. Cool. I didn't play Dark Souls 1. I don't have a PS3. Yeah. Well, speaking of video game and awards... Yes. I've got a little bit of a pet peeve, and everybody's like, oh, Journey. First video game soundtrack to be nominated for a Grammy. Wait a minute. Christopher Tin won a Grammy. Yes. Yes, he did. For his his album that contains the Civ Five intro. But he won a Grammy for just for the, the one song. Yeah, Baba Yetu. Yeah. The Lord's Prayer. Okay, and so this is the first soundtrack that's yes. up for... Oh, whatever. <laughs> I know. I read that and I'm just like, oh, boo. I haven't listened to it yet, though, so I, I can't really judge. It's the best score soundtrack for visual media. Oh, so that includes movies, though. Yeah, so they're up against the artist in Dark Knight Rises. Really? Yeah. Dark Knight Rises wasn't that amazing a soundtrack. See, the uh, compilation soundtrack for visual media, The Descendants, Marley, Midnight Ascent in Paris, The Muppets, Rocket... Oh, sorry, that's compilation soundtrack wrong one yeah they're up against hugo the girl with the dragon tattoo the dark knight rises the artist and the adventures of tintin wow it's um not a really terribly impressive field this year no well the grammys this year were a little weird okay call me maybe oh <laughs> is friday on there no friday's not on there Thank okay god 
Where the heck is the? Is it under rock or? I don't, know. I don't pay attention to the Grammys. Let's see, record of the year. Yeah, yeah, song of the year. Call me maybe. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's also up for best pop solo performance. Wow. I really hope it doesn't win. LMFAO is up for best pop duo slash group performance with Sexy and I Know It. Okay. So, yeah. I stopped paying attention to the Grammys. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a good thing to do. At this They're going to have to do something for Dave Brubeck, though. Who? Dave Brubeck. Who? Take five. Who? What? Mm-hmm. The jazz pianist died last week. Okay. Dave Brubeck. You know, take take five. I know the done expression in five, of take five, but... The jazz tune that's done in 5-4 time. Who? All right, Dave. What I need you to do right now is go to YouTube. Wait, right now? Yes. You're going to pause the... No, we'll, we'll do it later. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know this song. You know this song. <laughs> uh, the guy who did Blue Rondo a la Turk. You know that one? No, nope. not by name, at least. Wow. So you can pick out Hall of, uh, was it Hall of a Mountain King? In the Hall of a Mountain King? I mean, I know the original song. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, sometimes I'm surprised at what you don't know. I, I, my, my music knowledge, there's a significant pit in general musical knowledge. But I was just thinking, the, the amount of time your family listens to NPR. Mm-hmm. Talk artic- and classical. Uh, Jazz comes on, I turn it off. Okay. I swear it was like the theme song for something that was on NPR. Oh, sorry. It was the theme music for NBA C Today. Yeah, I don't know it. Yeah, that's it's probably no longer the theme song for today. Probably John Williams wrote something for that, I'm guessing. Ooh, John Williams. <laughs> Thief. It was really bad. I turned on the radio just as they were finishing a song. I'm like, oh, it sounds like Star Wars. Gustav Holst. Oh, that's why it sounds like Star Wars. But um. <laughs> Freaking thief. Amazing composer, but total thief. Yeah. So let's see what else we got on here, news-wise. Oh, Video Game Awards. Here we go. IGF, the Independent Games Festival. Okay. Valve is saying that every finalist at IGF... Will be greenlit? Yeah. Just automatically? Automatically. Cool. All finalists of the IGF main competition will receive an offer to distribute their games on Steam, working directly with Valve to get their games on PC, Mac, and Linux. Awesome. I'm getting a little concerned, Andy. How so? Valve. Why are you concerned about this? This seems like it's a good thing. I know. That's why I'm concerned. I'm I'm gift horse in the mouth kind of thing, which I never understood that phrase. I mean, what's supposed to be in the gift horse's mouth? Is there like cyanide pills or something? I, I, um... But it, it, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like they're being too nice. <laughs> and so I'm worried. I, I don't know. Well, we'll find out who the finalists are sometime next month. Yep. And then we can then... look forward to seeing them on Steam. Yes. Okay. Uh, do we have other Steam news? I mean, Valve, not Valve, rather, Gabe Newell was saying something about uh, PCs next year are going to be designed for the living room. That's what an Xbox is. That's the point, <laughs> that it would be competing with the Xbox. 
Yeah, there always was that dividing line between console players and PC players. Mm-hmm. It seems to be blurring a bit. Well, especially with the the big picture finally went live with Steam. Yep. Have you tried it yet? Not yet. I have. It actually works out quite well. I could try it out, but then I'd just be plugging my computer into the TV, which is all the way over there, which makes no sense. It works really well with an Xbox 360 controller. Mm. So I, I took my laptop out and I plugged the HDMI in and plugged the 360 controller in and played Super Hexagon for an hour and a half. In 13 second increments? Yes. All right, now I'm just curious to see how many games that would be. <laughs> Not all of them were 13 seconds. Some of them were about four or five seconds, and some of them I got up between like 30 seconds and 45 to 50 seconds. Let's just say an average of 20 seconds per game. So that sure. gives you no, three games per minute. Maybe, maybe four seconds, 14, 15 seconds per game. All right, you want to go with 15? I was trying to be generous there. Four games per minute for... 90 minutes. Yeah. 360 games. Yeah. 360. Start. You've died. Start. You've died. It's about that rapid, actually. Begin. 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 David, what's the uh, definition of insanity? Einstein's definition? Repeating the same experiment and expecting different outcomes. Yes. Yep. In my head, that's what I see. You're just slamming your head against the wall repeatedly. I mean, except eventually the wall will break. Mm. It's or not repeating the experiment. Or my head will. But that's not repeating the experiment. Because you have a different starting situation each time. You learn from your previous mistakes? Well, actually, in this game, yes. It's really cool. This is why... <laughs> If I were still in school, or if I were still interested in being in school, I would be talking to a professor right now about working out an experiment on learning using this game. Because there's so much cool information you could pick up from it. How so? Because it's all about pattern recognition, and it's all about... You know, your your reflexes aren't going to get that much faster. No. The control scheme is clockwise or counterclockwise. That's it. It's nothing about dexterity. It's nothing about tricky combinations. It's move. So all the improvement in this game is in your brain. It's all vis- vis- visual recognition of... Of the patterns. Yeah. And, and you can... I mean, if, if even if you were just to track how long you survive in each level over time. Because what I, what I theorized is happening, and this is what I saw in myself, is there's a gradual improvement, and then it drops off. And then there's a gradual improvement, and then it drops And when I say drops off, I mean, like, you get worse again. Mm. And it's because your brain is, is attempting different techniques to monitor this. And every time you, you try one of those new techniques... You do worse until your brain kind of compensates and picks that technique back up. Maybe. I don't know. Everybody's learning process is completely different. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to see how different processes work together. But I have no idea how you would measure that. I mean, there there are techniques to do so. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yep. So speaking of living room computers... Yes. Verizon. Yes. Has a patent now. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. It's always a dangerous way to start something. 
The details of the patent are as follow. If you're working out, talking on the phone, or holding hands with your significant other, the shows you watch would play corresponding ads. What? Yeah. It it would have the set-top box literally see what you're doing and then adapt the advertising to fit what you're doing. I mean, so if I'm talking on the phone, what's the ad going to be? Well, it will parse words from your conversation. So if you're talking to me about like going out hookers, to dinner hookers, or something, hookers, 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 <laughs> like take a trip to Las Vegas. Well, I I just love the fact that somebody on one of the um, one of the comments, not on this thread that I linked, but on some other place I was reading, just to make sure that this wasn't a joke, mm-hmm. was like, so what? If you're arguing with your wife in front of your TV. <laughs> It's you'll start seeing ads counselor. for marriage counselors, but then if you make up and you start cuddling on the couch, you'll see ads for contraceptives. <laughs> That's brilliant. But this, it just screams 1984. It's literally the silver screen is watching you. Yep, yep. I, I am not a fan of this. But I assume it's only if you have Verizon's internet and TV and phone and well, stuff. Yeah, it's just, they just gotten the patent for it, so... Who knows when this is actually going to happen, but it's freaky. Yeah, not cool. Very not cool. I'm a fan for, you know, not having to watch advertising that I don't care about. But then but I'm not a fan is... of this. This yeah. kind of goes a little too far. In there's the there's a middle ground. This is not at the middle ground. No, not in the middle ground at all. Also makes me a little fearful of the patent system, but I'm always fearful of that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's old news. By the way, it turns out Brendan was making the uh, same, well, a similar mistake to you for FTL. He knew that you could issue orders while paused. He just isn't doing it. But he's gotten up to the final boss. What? There's a boss? Yeah, there's a final boss. (laughs) You see, that's how far in the game. I don't even know there is a boss. I'm just running away from the rebels. Why? I don't know. Didn't you pay attention to the story? Something about some secret something something. You have vital information about the rebel. It's a MacGuffin. A Mac a, a what? MacGuffin. Okay. I think it's M A C G U F F I N. It's like a McDonald's breakfast. A MacGuffin. Like an egg MacGuffin. No, no, no. Is a plot device used in basically anything. Okay. Except that it actually is the plot, and there's a final boss relevant to that plot. Yeah. Well, it's still like a MacGuffin, like the uh, suitcase in Pulp Fiction, or the suitcase I need to in Ronin. Pulp Fiction. Um, the knock list in... M.I. M.I. Mission Impossible. Where it's... It doesn't matter what he's trying to get back. It's just that's what's moving the plot along is trying to get the knock Something list. back. Yeah. Okay. That you could replace it with an apple and nothing yes. would change. Okay. Well, see, in this, it actually does make a little bit of difference in that last level. Okay. But up to the last level, it just seems like... Yeah, up to the last level, you're just running from something. Gotcha. A rebel fleet. The rebels, the rebels, who will kick your ass? Have you run out of fuel yet, by the way? Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was poor planning. <laughs> but I couldn't get to the stores. They were under rebel control, and I was stuck. 
Mm-hmm. Literally, I was at the end of the thing, and I had to like go across to get to the exit, but there was no way of getting across because I ran out of fuel. Yep. In order to go back to the store, I couldn't. Oh, poor planning on Andy's part. It's poor planning on my part because I didn't know where the stores are. Yep. Stupidness. Maybe I should play that game again. <laughs> or I could play Super Hexagon. Okay. Sorry. Going on. Other topics. Um, Hitman. Hmm? Hitman. Yeah. What about Hitman? So remember how they had that whole kerfuffle with the um, the nun murdering trailer? I'm going to stop right there and say no, but I am impressed that you used the word kerfuffle. I know words. I use them. Not always properly. <laughs> no, not always properly. Not always pronounced correctly. <laughs> Andy has his own pronunciation of certain words you may or may not have noticed. Mm-hmm. Especially milk. Mm-hmm. So. Go ask you a question. Yeah. So they, they started a Facebook app called Hire Hitman in order to um, promote Hitman Absolution, which just came out. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I see it allowed you to place speaking. virtual hits on your Facebook friends. I see this going very, very badly. <laughs> and these hits could be based on specific reading scenes, including her awful makeup, her annoying laugh, her big ears, her muffin top. Yeah. So, yeah, um, once it came out, people were like, wait, no. No, I don't want to place a virtual hit on my Facebook friends. So it basically came out. And then disappeared, I think, almost the same day. It's a bad idea. Oops. <laughs> Virtual f- hits. Oh, jeez. Sometimes IO is not smart. I still want to play the game because I'm a fan of the Hitman series, but not a fan of putting a hit out on somebody. Even if it's not real. Yep. Okay. So, so, LOL. LOL. Speaking I haven't of, played LOL in like a year. Speaking of idiot moves. I don't know if this is an, I mean, is this an idiot move on the part of the player or the company? I think the player. So one of the professional League of Legends players who is very well known within their community mm-hmm. has been banned from the game. Yep, because he's been put in front of the tribunal system nine times for being a dick. Yeah, here's Riot reports that he's also engaged in repeated incidents of similar behavior outside of the game. So they banned one of their pro players who has a huge fan following for being a jerk. Yeah. Which I almost applaud them on this, because uh, being a professional gamer should not get you... A free pass. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's being a dick. He's violating the terms and the, the etiquette. He should be canned. And he was. Let and I'm pretty excited a lesson for to the rest of you. <laughs> yeah. Now, if only that would spread. Of course, it would knock the popularity of this game down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I've hey, I mean, the tribunal works. What lol is like for new players? Oh god, for new players, you're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Hell, first I I was I'm a pretty experienced player. I was uh, I was decent back in the days when I was playing it. I wouldn't say I was good or great, but I could hold my own against most people. If I were to go back now, oh. 
Get well, my ass like, to me. When I went back to WoW after the expansion came out, I had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah, there's so many new champions. Yeah, it's it, what's going on? What is this? I don't know. Uh, it just doesn't work. No, 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 no. But props to them for. I'm just surprised it took them nine times through the tribunal. What is it? What is it exactly? If you can... well, because the first one is only going to be like a reprimand. The second one's going to be hey. You know, if, if we keep getting this, we're going to start taking measures. The third one's going to be, all right, you can't play today. It's like and nine it's strikes is a little much. So, well, saying, right. you know what, this is it. You're done. Get out of here. It was a lifetime ban, too, isn't it? I do believe so. Perma ban. Yeah, permanent. Oh, well, maybe he'll learn. I doubt it, but possible. Mm. So what else do we got video game-wise? Oh, Zynga. Yay, Zynga. What do we got? They have, fla- they have filed for a gambling license in Nevada. Really? Yep. So Zynga poker with real money. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I think Zynga's realized, wait a second, we can't really make money off of these games anymore. Let's just go to gambling. Yep. Which they're not the first one to try and do online gambling. But Oh, man, but if, if they can... Uh... If they can actually score that, yeah, their stock might actually shoot back up. Because the house always takes a cut. Hmm. Of course, you could end up investigating, not investigating, investing, and then they get investigated for gambling fraud or something like that, and then you lose everything. Could. Oh, this isn't on the list, but it would be interesting to talk about. I just got to the Times Top 10 Video Games of 2012. Uh-oh. I'll throw this it on is the not list. A posted list times top video games of 2012. Are you posting it on the list right now or no? Nope. Okay. Because I can't find it. Oh, refresh the homepage. There it is. Times top 10 of 2012. Torchlight 2? Yeah. What? Halo 4. Okay, I could see Halo 4. Cause Little big... That wasn't even in 2012! I know. Oh, sorry, it's the Vita version. That was... <laughs> the last story. Papa and Yo? What the hell is Papa and Yo? Uh, see, Assassin's I... Creed 3. Okay, if you get past all the frickin' bugs. Dishonored. Oh, I, finally, I finally finished the game, by the way. Good job. Okay, Dishonored, I do want to play. XCOM, this is, okay, so this was actually supposed to be a pretty good game. Xenoblade Chronicle, who the hell came up with this list? <laughs> I don't know. Guild Wars 2 is number one. I played Guild Wars 2 on their free weekend. What'd you think? Is it really the top no. game of 2012? No. <laughs> oh my god. This Side is a note, terrible Dave. list. Dave, on a completely separate side note, you need to get today's shirt on Woot. God damn it. Shirt.woot. I'm just throwing Dave all over the internet. Oh, God. Okay, that is pretty adorable. See? (laughs) This is a terrible, terrible list. I know. It's a horrible list. (laughs) Okay. Should we go to a better... A better list? There's a list right up here. It's the first topic, the five gaming trends of 2012. Yes. Let's talk about those. You see, these actually make sense. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think I think this is just like one person going like, oh, I had fun playing this game, and I had fun playing this game, and I had fun playing this game. Well, it's time. Didn't their Times Person of the Year list get hacked by 4chan this year? They made like King John um, Un, like Times Person of the Year. Wow. I wonder if that actually, let me check, 4chan time. Or are you just making that up completely? <laughs> Let's see, 4chan time person of the year. Here we go. Yeah. 4chan propels Kim Jong-un to commanding lead in times person of the year poll. Yeah, well, because it's a poll. Yeah. <laughs> 3,154,000 votes. The next one, second place is Mohamed Morsi with 392,000 votes. <laughs> Million versus thousands? Okay, so trends, new trends in gaming from 2012. First one that they have listed here, crowdfunding. Oh my god, yeah. Let's see, Double Fine. I'm doing this, I, I'm sure they have them listed here. I'm trying to do this from memory. Double Fine raised three. 3.3. Uh, there was the, the, the project, it's Obsidian, right? Project something? Yeah, Project Eternity. Eternity? Eternity? Eternity. There we go. Uh, they pulled in four? Uh, yes. Uh, the Oya console, which pulled in something like about two and a half, I think. 8.6? 8.6? Oya raised 8.6 million. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, Star Citizen was about 6.3-ish? Something right around there. 6.2. What am I missing? Uh, the Oculus VR headset raked over 2.4 million. Yep. Uh, Penny Arcade tried their Kickstarter. They j- fell just short, though. I think they got the f- the banner ad on the front page gone. Yep. But yeah, it was. It just seemed like, hey, Kickstarter, boom. And then there was this poor game that missed it by 28 bucks. Oh, I felt so bad for them. Oh. Had I known they were $28 away, I would have just dropped 30 bucks on it. It's too bad. So Kickstarter and, and Kickstarter-like activities, right? Crowdfunding. Yeah. I think it almost started with the, uh, well, not really crowdfunding, but the, the crowdsourcing for so, paying for games. Almost, It seems like it got its inception with the Humble Bundle to me. Does that make sense I, to you? I no? like to point out the fact, it, it does actually, but I like to point out the fact that, you know how the, I have this whole, I was a hipster before being a hipster was cool? Yeah. I did crowdfunding before all of this came out in 2008. Was that the PAX? The PAX logo button case. Yes. Was crowdfunded. I wonder if that's still, like, where if that's at at Penny Arcade? It's in their office. I saw it in one of the uh, one of the Penny Arcade videos. They were kind of panning across a doorway, and it was sitting on top of a shelf. I actually uh, messaged Red Halo that day. I'm like, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? And he's like, yes, it was so cool. We're nerds. God, I still remember. Did we transport that, or was that... Well, I had it. That. I had it shipped out there. Yeah, we were going to transport it. But we ran out of time. Yeah, but I, I do recall walking through the back of the convention center. Dave went where no man has gone before. Yeah, pretty that, much. Well, well, it really is snowing out there. Stop telling me that. Tomorrow's not going to be fun already. I don't want to make it worse because of snow. Granted, I know you can't control the weather. You are not <laughs> Halle Berry. You think. Uh, okay, no, that is true. I am not a Halle Berry. 
Are there any other superheroes who could control the weather other than Storm? There's a couple of super villains who have done it from time to time. Yeah. All right. So, crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm. Dave did it before it was cool. Mobile transition. Everything's moving to cell phones. I wouldn't say that was this year. I would say that That's started been going with... On. That's been, yeah. It was, the, it was the iPhone. Yeah. The iPhone suddenly opened everybody's mind to, oh my god, mobile gaming. Which I'm sitting Wait here playing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. Okay. I'm saying the masses. Yes, we still had the Game Boy for uh, how long? 1989. But still, it, it, was just, yeah, it was just a niche thing. And all yeah, of a sudden... it wasn't. They, everyone had a Game Boy. <laughs> please, not everyone had a Game Boy. It, okay, not everyone had a Game Boy, but still... It, the, it was a niche market until games. the iPhone came out. I... Disagree. Oh. I think game companies were making significantly more money on mobile gaming from actual mobile gaming consoles. Partly because the games were more expensive. Yes. But it still did not hit a mass audience until the iPhone came out. I'm sorry, but if you don't believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. Or, no. No, that's the wrong metaphor. Never mind. My apologies. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so moving, quote-unquote, moving to mobile. And, I mean, you get things like Angry Birds and Draw Something. These were, like, instant hits. Well, Angry Birds is actually still a hit. I'm actually sitting in my Angry Birds pajama pants. Wow. You know, I think I mentioned Rovio might be going public soon. Oh, geez. That's going to be a huge IPO. <laughs> the question, though, is it going to pull a Zanga and a Facebook? And just tank? It might. Yeah, doesn't it's... matter. I mean, you and I aren't going to be able to get into the IPO anyway. Yeah. Right? No one ever does. It's all closed-door shit. Yep. Free-to-play. Yes. Freemium. I don't know if that's this year. Really was okay, but MMOs were free to play before this year. I don't remember. When did everyone go free to play? DC Online, D and D Online, those went free to play. But was that this year? Because um, that, that was the that was the really big one when D and D Online went free to play. True. Well, there's actually a Wikipedia article list of free massively multiplayer online games. Okay. Let's see. Free-to-play with microtransactions. 97, 99, 2001, 2007. MapleStory was 2003. Puzzle Pirates was 2003. I actually played Puzzle Pirates. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Dungeons & Dragons Online, 2006. That's when it came out. Oh, okay. That is not when it went free-to-play. Oh, yeah, because it was Turbine, wasn't it? Yeah. Lord of the Rings online, yeah, when did they switch? Oh, Pirates of the Burning Sea. I wonder if anybody's still playing that game. Oh, God. <laughs> that was such a cool concept, and mm-hmm. everything looked so awesome, and then it came out, and it was trash. Yep. Let's see, where's the... It's free. So, I mean, it, it's... 2009 was Dungeons & Dragons Online when they switched. Okay. I mean, you can't deny that, yes, more and more of them are going free-to-play, and New ones coming out are free-to-play. But hell, I mean, Guild Wars came out free-to-play after you bought the game. There was no subscription. True. They don't even really follow the free-to-play model of, like, oh, you can buy shit. World of Warcraft is sort of crossing the border where they've got their store. 
you can purchase things. Uh, looks like Lord of the Rings was 2008? No, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, it doesn't seem that far off. Uh, free-to-play MMORPG of 2010. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, that really... The, the big names were not this year, but... But there's been a significantly... I mean, the idea that KOTOR came out and then went free-to-play within eight months. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. All right, next up, mid-tier Fallout. Saying that the divide between casual and hardcore is growing. Which would make sense. That the stuff in the middle is just getting dropped. Because you have your little indie titles, like Super Hexagon, FTL, that sort of stuff. Mm. And then you have your AAA titles, like Halo, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty. And nothing You said duty. <laughs> Heroes duty. It's a I, no, I, I understand the reference. <laughs> Sorry. I got the reference. You don't need to explain it. <laughs> everyone gets the reference because they've all seen the preview. True. Actually, not everyone. You told me there were people who were not looking at the previews. Okay, so there are a couple people who haven't seen the previews. Ha! Lawyered. What? That's another reference. To the guild? Um, I was going to say How I Met Your Mother, but I don't know if it's in the guild. I haven't actually watched the guild since the first season. Okay. Is that still going on? I think so. Mm. Do you purchase anything off of Bandcamp, by the way? No. Have you been on Bandcamp before? No. Okay. Never mind. We'll talk about it maybe next week. Okay. Uh, let's see. What other news do we got going on? Oh, diversity is the last one on there. Diversity. Oh. Which I'm all for. I'm all for it as long as it makes sense. Yeah, having diversity just for diversity's sake, but then just having, you know, everybody in the universe be a white guy just is not right. No. no. Well, it's not only that, but it's also the inclusion. Uh, didn't EA do something against, like, EA defended the, or took a stand against the Defense of Marriage Act? Something like that? Oh. Uh, now the uh, lesbian and gay, trisexual, transsexual. I do not remember. I swear there was an E. Let's see. EA. <laughs> LGBT. Yeah, EA celebrates LGBT Pride Month. Cool. Good for EA. So it's, yeah, even outside of the games, they're taking a stand for diversity. Okay. Austin's no-show conference for games aimed to have women make up at least 50% of the speaker lineup. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's, it started getting a little iffy at the end. But the first couple of ones on that list I liked. Let's see. Follow-up of previous news. G4, we said, was going away. Yeah. It's officially going to be the Esquire channel. What? Mm-hmm. Esquire channel? Esquire, yeah. Like the magazine? Yep. Okay. Yeah, there was... NBC Universal closed a deal with the Esquire parent company, Hearst, mm. to make the channel more in line with the modern male, designed to capture a growing upscale demographic that isn't being reached through other male networks like Spike and History. I didn't think History was supposed to be a male network, but now that I actually I mean, look it's at all my... about war and Hitler and... Oh, have you seen History Channel lately? No. Have you seen anything about Hitler or war on the History Channel lately? What is on the History Channel? Let's look at History Channel's lineup for tomorrow night. It's a Monday. It's a prime time. Let's see. History Channel. Well, I'm saying tomorrow is a Monday. Complete TV schedule. Here we go. Let's see. Tonight, there's a Pawn Stars marathon. 
Let's see. Tomorrow, American Pickers, Pawn Stars. What does this have to do with American Pickers, Pawn Stars, Epic American Dudes. What does this have to do with history? That is an excellent question. And it's an American Pickers Marathon in the afternoon, Pawn Stars, Axemen, Outback Hunters. Does any of this have to do with history? Wait, wait, wait. THC Classroom, How the Earth Was Made, Sahara. There's finally something about history. No, that's geology. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, Mankind, the Story of All of Us. That seems history. Potentially historical. Invention USA, football. <laughs> history Channel, Monster Quest, Monster Close Encounters, Giant Killer Snakes, Giant Bear Attack, Sasquatch Attack. What the hell? This is, okay. I've lost faith and interest. Moving on. Ah. <laughs> uh. Side note, I do need to download the rest of How the States Got Their Shapes because the new season's out. That one's on History 2, and that's actually, you know, about history. So you actually have to go to the secondary history channel in order to get shows about history. history. Okay. Um, T-Mobile getting the iPhone in next year. Which is funny because T-Mobile outside of the United it. States has had already the iPhone. Had it. That's why I thought T-Mobile already had it. Okay. Yeah, if you're in the UK, you can get the iPhone right now on T-Mobile, on T- but cool. just not in the U.S. Because thank you, AT&T, or probably Verizon, yeah. or probably any, all of them decided to just bid up the price bef- with beyond what T-Mobile was willing to pay. But it's going to happen. Okay. I, it, nothing's going to change. No. Especially since you already basically could have an iPhone on the T-Mobile network. Yep. Because it's GSM, and so you can just buy it on AT&T, just switch the SIM cards. Well, you have to unlock the phone. Oh, yeah. Apple's now planning on building a Macintosh Macintosh computer in the U.S. Like a singular, or they will have a line of Macintosh that's made in the U.S.? They will have a line of Macintosh that's made in the U.S. Okay. Tired of Foxconn? Probably. Seems like an interesting move on Apple's part. We'll see well, where that which, yeah, goes. Yeah, but it's just the desktop computers, which really isn't Apple's market anymore. No, no. Apple switched from being a desktop computer company to being a phone manufacturer. And tablet. And tablet, yes. And stupidity. But I'm sorry. <laughs> did I say that? Yes, yes, you did. Okay. Just still kind of pissed at the iPad mini. <laughs> See the White I, House. I have issues with Steve Jobs, but this he he would not have approved of this, and for good reason. He didn't approve of this. I mean, he outright said no. But I'm guessing Tim Cook or somebody had it in the works in the background. Yeah. Well, it's uh, as I said, I, I think this is marking the beginning of a severe downturn for Apple. I think it's a marking of a downturn for Apple because of the oversaturation of the Apple market. Mm, too many the fact people that have basically everybody who's gotten an iPhone has gotten an iPhone. Yeah, except that they get a new one every year. Every two years. I don't know. I th- I think yeah. they've reached their peak, but that's well, just me. We'll see. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Redbox. Yep. Redbox Instant. Redbox throwing their hand in the digital realm. That's what it looks like. Cool. $6 a month, which gives users unlimited access to the service's subscription video catalog. What's in their subscription catalog? Well, we don't know yet because it hasn't been officially started yet. Okay. The catalog's expected to be smaller than Netflix, though. (laughs) 
Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they've got to compete with Netflix, who already has these uh, contracts. Yeah. So, kind of sucks for them. Uh, Amazon Kid Services? Yes. This is like I can send my kid to a daycare at Amazon? Well, no. Um, oh, okay. If you have a Kindle Fire or a Kindle Fire HD... Which my parents do. You can basically set up a subscription service, so... So much per month, depending on if you're a Prime member or not, that um, will give you as many age-appropriate books, games, apps, movies, and TV shows as they want for just the base price a month. Cool. Because, you know, kids are fickle things. Yep. Who knows what they're really going to love? Who knows what they're only going to love for a day and then never play with again? That's a clever idea. I like it. So all the content I'm not about is, to buy a Kindle for it, but well, I like also, the idea. The Kindle content is specifically for ages three to eight. So again, I like the idea. Yeah, I'm not about to buy a Kindle for it. No, well, Kindle Fire, right? I just love how the fact that it's also devoid of advertising, purchasing opportunities, and social media. Well, because you want to keep the kids safe, and you don't want to spend extra money. Yeah. You want the kids to accidentally buy, you know, fifteen hundred dollars. Or was it $15,000 that they bought? It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Is that Playfish Aquarium or something like that? Oh. Uh, turn off game data. Like that. Yeah. Turn off data when you hand your phone to your kid. <laughs> so it's a neat idea. Especially if it's... If you have multiple kids in the family, you can pay $10 for a family if you don't have Prime. $10 yep. a month for all of that? Yep. It's not bad. Nope. All right, so we switch to the review? Sure. Okay, it's my week this week. I'm reviewing a game for Android. It's actually online, too. Seven Little Words. Okay. This sounds like it is a language-based puzzle. Yes. If you have played on the Kindle um, Jigsaw Words... It's basically the same idea, where you have a list of clues, and you have to figure out what words they spell. So you get little tiles that each only have two or three letters, and basically you have to connect the tiles to spell out the words. Okay. Like, I'm currently looking at one where it says, loading dock, boom, and there's a CR. Loaded spare. Is that a a crane, maybe? No, it's not a crane, never mind. Well, it's seven letters, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a crane. Definitely not Crane. Now, is the entire board taken up with these seven words? Yes, which is helpful if you get some of the bigger words out of the way that you don't have to worry about the smaller words. Now, they have a daily puzzle every day, which you can Mm -hmm. also get on your phone. That's why I originally played it on my phone. And you get um, 50 of these puzzles for free. Hmm. And then you can purchase more? Yes, you can purchase another group of 50 puzzles. I think it's like 99 cents. And then they also have bonuses after you purchase so many groups of puzzles, you get a free spare group of puzzles. So you get, it's basically like buy three, get one free sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I find it helpful because I can't really do crosswords on my phone. That doesn't really work. But this one, it's almost the closest I can get to word games on my phone that are not crossword puzzles. Right. Sort of like um, oh, that old Flash game text twist. Mm-hmm. Sort of like that too. But yeah, it's it's almost exactly like Jigsaw Words, if anybody's played that on the Kindle. It's a fun game. You can get it for free. 50 puzzles. Should last you a little while. 
if you get stuck, they've got hints now. Or you could just look up the solutions online, because this game came out, I think, in, like, 2007. I'm having no luck with this puzzle. I know, this one's a tough one. Loaded with calories. Four letters. Rich. Aha. Ooh, should turn off the sound. Wait, it won't let me... Actually, there it is. R-I... C-H. C-H. Yay! So, you can use some logic on this from the looks of it, because this one where it's they may be loaded, five letters, you know that it has to be a two and a three. Yeah, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. But like I said, if you want to try it out, sevenlittlewords.com, you can actually try out the daily puzzle, or you can just get it on your phone. It's free, so if you don't like it, you can just uninstall it. Yep. Or get it on your Android tablet. Like I said, if you have a Kindle, go for Jigsaw Words. It's also free. Jigsaw Words 2, I think, is also free as well. It's a simple game. I like it. Are you still looking at the board trying to figure something out? Yes. (laughs) Trying to figure any of them out. I'm so failing at this. All right. So that's the review. Short review, but it's a small game. I like it. And you really got two reviews this episode anyway. Really should have saved that for next week, but mm-hmm. I will find something else to review between now and then. All right, random topic. Yep. This one's going to make no sense, but there's actually a story behind it. Uh, what would you open, or sorry, how, how would you open a safe with a pair of kitchen shears? This comes from the uh, wedding presents we gave Hans. Oh. Can we get him, like, kitchen shears and a lockbox? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we got him kitchen shears and a lockbox because it was on their list. And then he sent us a postcard thanking us, which on it said, let's see, lock, uh, looking at the combination of a safe and shears makes us wonder about a new random question slash challenge. How do you crack a safe with just a pair of kitchen shears? Signed, Aaron and Colette. I have no idea. I'm going to use the laws of physics. That's your answer, is using the laws of physics. Yes. That's like saying I'm going to do it by doing it. (laughs) Well, no. Okay, to explain, I'm going to get some sort of high-powered air rifle, a potato gun. And launch the scissors at it? Yes. (laughs) Again, that's like saying I'm going to use the scissors to cut plastic explosive that I'm going to put on it. Well, no, no, because you're using the kitchen shears. Yes, so am I. In fact, I'm using them for their intended purpose of cutting something. Well, I'm using them as a high-velocity projectile. <laughs> I, you probably won't be able to use anything in the safe. I'm, the safe I'm going to use be... the kitchen shears to open a lock-picking kit. <laughs> God, you need those. Those plastic bubble wrap stuff. That, uh... They're getting better. The, the clamshell packaging, it's getting yes. better. There's, like, easy open clamshell now. Yeah, there is, but I don't see it on most of them. We got two USB hubs. From Amazon. So not easy open. Yep. So yeah, I, would, I would use them as a high-velocity projectile. I'm not sure how aerodynamic they are, but they're steel. <laughs> you put them close enough, you don't need aerodynamics. Yeah. So I, I have uh, something I've been asked to read on air. Okay. This is based on last week's random topic, which was... Uh, how much say do we have in kind of the arranging and aesthetic of the depart- of the apartments? You couldn't have done this at the beginning of the episode? I didn't do have this at the beginning of the episode. Oh. 
Okay. Based on last week's random topic earlier in this week, uh, well, let me let me ask you, Andy, are you in your living room? I'm in the main room. Can you see the living room? I guess this is the living room. Do you have anything different in the living room? What do you mean? Let's see. There is a picture in there somewhere, and it is now a different picture. It is a different size, shape, and color than what was there before. It's about two feet away from your head when you're sitting on the couch at eye level. Oh. <laughs> when did that switch? <laughs> also, uh, the placement of your stockings. Oh, they flipped. <laughs> what else did you do in here? So, I, I thought we would um, just discuss that briefly. <laughs> Pay attention much, do you? <laughs> I mean, I can't speak. You guys did at one point leave a gnome in my room without telling me. And it was a couple days before I'm like, what the hell is this thing and how did it get here? <laughs> Dave just is telling the story of the gnome. I still have it. It's on my desk. Mm-hmm. So I was asked to read that and I thought it was funny enough. So I, I yeah. So wait, where did my picture go then? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, she removed the picture that I took in high school when I was messing around with uh, multiple exposures on a frame. Uh-huh. So I did the uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. I have and a I had like that of you. What? I have a picture like that of you. It wasn't from high school. It was from when I was in the photo department. Ah. Do you remember doing that one? I remember juggling and messing around with the uh, neon lamp. Mm-hmm. That was actually a pretty cool photo with the lamp in the background. Made a cool background design. I actually had that as my profile picture for something. Not sure what. So so this was a, a, a picture that you did in high school of yourself doing the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Yes. And, and that did. has now been replaced <laughs> with another picture. Well, is that a cross stitch or what is that? It's a cross stitch. So it's not even just a different picture. It's a completely different media. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to end up getting the same kind of thing happening to me at some point, and I just won't notice, but it is still funny. Okay. That with the stockings, though. She just flipped the position of both of them. Yeah. And those stockings have been up for years, so it's like... <laughs> so your brain just ignores it completely. Yeah, it's stockings up there. Good to know. To be honest, I didn't spend... I was working yesterday, too. I was tired. Oh, they've been up there since Wednesday? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Huh. A week? Oh. Well, I've removed my last statement. Okay. Well, I think that's a good ending right there. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so you realize we probably spent more time talking about previous weeks? random topic than this week's well because it's happened before bobby pins andy bobby pins oh yeah and knitting knitting didn't knitting turn into uh driving a manual transmission i have no idea i think it did i'll have to go back and check four years ago five years ago i don't remember (laughs) oh the anniversary is coming oh god yep hey whatever happened to uh the pax 10 from this year i should probably work on that yeah. Yeah. Excellent point. All right. Bye, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.